Welcome to Healthy by Choice, a broadcast designed to bring powerful healing into your life today. Gaining and maintaining optimum health is possible at any age. That's what thousands are learning at CHIP, the complete health improvement program offered across the country and around the world. You can learn more at chiphealth.com. But now, get ready to enjoy some proven results and priceless benefits. I'm your Healthy by Choice host, Charles Mills. On our last program with CHIP founder Dr. Hans Diehl, we talked about the discrepancy between the amount of money we spend on medical care as people and as a nation and the fact that we are spending on the average twice as much as the next country in line, yet we're only ranked number 50 in the world when it comes to health and longevity. Dr. Deal suggested that it has to do with the epidemic of chronic diseases and the difficulty of modern medicine to find the cure. Today, we want to highlight the importance of a revolutionary development called lifestyle medicine. What is it and what can it do for us as we battle our modern killer diseases? Dr. Deal, lead the way. Well, you know, we had a great program last week where we talked about the disconnect between modern medicine and its high-tech approaches to a disease in general, uh, but particularly when it comes to chronic disease. We can do some wonderful things with modern medicine when it comes to emergency care. When I fracture my leg, I don't want to be anywhere else but in some of these Western countries where we have high-tech medical approaches. Uh, We can take care of acute medical things. We can take care of infectious disease. But when it comes to these chronic diseases, which now consume 75% of our national health care budget, when it comes to these diseases, you know, like heart disease and cancer and diabetes and obesity, you know, when it comes to these diseases, we need to look for a new approach because modern medicine and its high-tech application is actually fairly impotent. Yes. It's very limited in what it can do here. And so I'm just really, really eager to perhaps provide some answers today of what can we do, can we help ourselves, uh, especially since we have to face a medical system that is somewhat limited in providing good answers and particularly cures to these chronic diseases. We need to make it very clear, and listener, this may be hard to hear, but if you are suffering from heart disease, your doctor probably cannot cure you. If you are suffering from obesity, your doctor probably cannot cure you. If you have type 2 diabetes, if you have atherosclerosis, if you have any number of these uh, hypertension, these, these kinds of diseases, don't look to the medical profession for a cure. They'll help you through with the symptoms. They'll ease that a little bit, but you're not cured. That little package of pills you're bringing home from the pharmacy is not going to cure the problem. There has to be something else, and that's what we're talking about today. Dr. Deal, last time you mentioned this number one problem, especially when it comes to heart disease, and that was atherosclerosis or plaque buildup in arteries and the rupturing and the strokes and the heart attacks and whatnot. But isn't a lot of what's happening in our arteries and the cholesterol buildup, isn't that natural? Our body makes cholesterol. It has to go someplace. Aren't we worrying about a natural process here? Well, that's a very, very good question. And uh, for many, many years, we have often thought that these modern killer diseases, these chronic diseases, they're just age-related. Right, right. right. Since exactly. we are 
you know, since we're getting older, so therefore we have to have some of these diseases and we have, you know. So that's, that was an assumption and that was only reinforced when we used the term uh, we're suffering from uh, degenerative diseases. Mm-hmm. Degenerative means, well, they come as we get older. I mean, that's what we thought, yeah. right? Yeah. But now we begin to realize that this is probably a misconception. Here are two things for us to think about. Number one, these diseases that are related to atherosclerosis and narrowing and hardening of the arteries that then lead to many, many different clinical expressions in the body. These diseases, these narrowing uh, processes are not natural. I mean, I can take you to China. I can take you to a farmer out in the province. And when these people die, maybe at 80, 85 years of age, we can do an autopsy. And I, what I find there is totally shocking to Americans because you will find maybe a 20% narrowing of the major arteries in their body. Mm-hmm. Now, 20% narrowing in America is usually found not in 80-year-olds, but in 18-year-olds. Oh, oh my. You know, this is a disease that emerges in America in, in, in the teen years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we recognize that atherosclerosis is not, number one, a normal process. It's only normal for societies that live like we do. And the second point I want to make here is that when it comes to atherosclerosis, this disease process not only affects the coronary arteries that bring blood to the heart and leads to heart disease, but it's also affecting all the major vessels in the body. So therefore, when you have a stroke, a stroke is really something like uh, a heart attack affecting the brain. We call it sometimes a brain attack. It's Mm -hmm. a stroke, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's affecting the vessels to the brain and inside the brain. Then when it comes to certain diminishment in hearing or in vision, these are now affecting the small vessels that are bringing oxygenated blood and nutrients to the ear and to the eye. They are, to a large extent, related to atherosclerosis. My, my. So then we can go down the body. We can also talk about senility mm-hmm. and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You know, these are diseases that, in part at least, are related, again, to a narrowing of the arteries, not bringing the proper nutrients to the memory banks, and so therefore there are some degenerative processes is taking place. Alzheimer's, probably one-third of Alzheimer's, it is estimated, is related to a buildup of atherosclerotic plaques in the brain arteries. And so then you have to think about kidney disease, Mm -hmm. the kidney vessels. You have to think about the vessels that are bringing nutrients to the spine. There is a relationship there. When you think about impotence, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a vascular problem. Uh, You know, this is not a a Viagra deficiency. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, this is a vascular problem affecting certain vessels, and they then impede the continuous free optimal flow of blood Mm -hmm. and you can go down to the feet and now have to worry about uh, claudication in the legs you have to worry about uh, gangrene especially in diabetics so this is all related to a narrowing of the arteries not providing optimal blood flow and the delivery of nutrients to any part of the body you identified uh, the culprit for this kind of buildup. You say that atherosclerosis is made up of cholesterols, fat, and calcium. 
Now, let's talk fat for a minute here. Cholesterol, we know about. Our liver makes cholesterol, and that's, that's a normal process. Fats, and you identified the problem as saturated fats. Tell us a little bit about saturated fats, and then move over to trans fats, because there's some new information that you want to share today about trans fats. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, when it comes to atherosclerosis, that's really related to a plaque buildup, right. sort of like an pimple on the inside of the major arteries. Yeah. And these pimples, these plaques that narrow the artery and harden are usually made up of cholesterol and fats and calcium. Mm -hmm. And when you think about cholesterol, we all know that cholesterol is only found in animal products. It's found in meat, you know, such as fish and in uh, fowl, that's chicken, turkey. It's found in eggs prominently and it's found in dairy products. All right, so Dr. Deal, the saturated fats that we're, that we're ingesting into our bodies, where do they come from, and why are they so bad for us? Well, first of all, you know, the cholesterol that comes uh, into our body that is surging through our vessels, uh -huh. the blood cholesterol, that comes from uh, actually two major sources. The first source is we eat it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about we eat it in the terms of animal products. Number two, it comes in the form of liver-produced cholesterol. And the question often is, well, you know, if most of the cholesterol that comes into our bloodstream comes from the liver, is there anything I can do about this? Maybe I got the wrong genetics for my liver, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. And so, therefore, there's nothing I can do but take the medication, fortunately, to lower the blood cholesterol that's being produced by the liver. Nothing is more mm. um, erroneous than that mm. idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make some point here, and I think you sort of set me up for that, <laughs> <laughs> and that is that the production of cholesterol by the liver is largely under control of what we eat. Hmm. Hmm. You see, it, it is the saturated fat that you find in animal products very prominently, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you also find it in some of these oriental oils, yes. right? Palm oil or the um, coconut oil. Uh -huh. But it's mostly coming from animal products. So animal products are not only the exclusive source of cholesterol in the diet, mm -hmm. but the Animal products also are usually high in saturated fat. It's the mo most prominent source there. Right. And what happens now is the saturated fat stimulates the liver to go into overdrive in producing cholesterol. Stimulates our livers, the people that eat the food, our livers into overdrive. Correct. So, okay. Correct. Okay. So we have actually some control over the amount of cholesterol that's produced by the liver. But there's another aspect to it, and that is it's not only the saturated fat. You know, this is fat that is sort of hard at room temperature, right, right, uh -huh. right, but it's also the trans fats. Now, for many, many years, I thought that trans fats are, you know, the hydrogenated fats. These are the oils that are liquid at room temperature, and we can harden them. We mm -hmm. can make them spreadable so they don't go rancid, mm -hmm. and they can stay in products like, um, you know, pies for the next 97 years. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, these trans fats, I always thought, were exclusively coming from these kind of hydrogenated fats, that are found commonly in crackers and cakes and chips and pies. And I just learned 
that these trans fats are also found in animal products. So animal products are not only very high in saturated fat, but they also have a residual amount of trans fats. And these trans fats are very, very dangerous. They're even more dangerous than the saturated fat because even very, very small amounts like one or two grams of these trans fats can have a devastating effect in producing excessive amounts of cholesterol made by the liver in humans. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So when we eat an animal product, we're getting not only saturated fats, we're also getting trans fats, and our body responds to these fats, our liver responds by making excess amounts of cholesterol. Is that what you're saying? Right Wow, on. wow. Mm. So if you really want to reduce the cholesterol in your bloodstream yeah. and you want to get it down to the 150 points, you know, it's about like 4.0 internationally speaking. If you really want to get the cholesterol down to these ideal and optimal levels to prevent and to arrest and actually reverse heart disease, you need to be aware that you have to really cut back. You have to really cut out yes. all animal products, really. Because they have not only the cholesterol, but also the saturate and the trans fats. And you have to be also much more careful in leaving out cakes and crackers and chips and pies. And also be careful where you eat your restaurant food. So the bottom line here is that the high cholesterol that we are suffering from is not necessarily from the food we eat, but our body's response to the food we eat. You're right. It's a combination. My, That's right. It's the food my, we eat my, my. and the effect that it has on the liver in addition. Well, this is a cutting-edge program. This is brand-new material, and I have not heard this before. And, Dr. Deal, I know that you have checked your sources over and over again, and you're going to be hearing more about this. I can guarantee you, listener, you're going to be hearing more about this as time goes by. But you heard it first right here on Healthy Bite Choice. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, more with Dr. Deal about the treating chronic diseases. We're continuing a conversation we began last time, and we have some good news for you if you have high cholesterol if you have atherosclerosis if you are obese uh, if you're suffering from heart disease we have some amazing news for you which we will cover on our return so stay right where you are I'd like to take a moment to invite you to the CHIP website, chiphealth.com. It's a confusing world out there. Lots of information comes at you from so many different directions. We advocate gaining and maintaining optimum health through lifestyle changes. Changes in what you eat, how you exercise, even how you think and reason. Does it work? Over 50,000 graduates say yes. CHIP is a program that works because it's based on the science of health. Science that's proven and amazingly effective. Stop by chiphealth.com to learn more. Changes come when you make health a habit. That's chiphealth.com. Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Charles Mills. We're here with Dr. Hans Deal, founder of the Complete Health Improvement Program. And I want you to go to that website, listener, chiphealth.com. Check it out. There's lots of good information there. Also, you can discover if a CHIP program happens to be coming to your area. But even if it's not, I want you to get on an airplane or a bicycle or a motorcycle or walk to wherever you need to go to be part of this CHIP program because you will be able to join the 65,000 graduates who have discovered what we talk about on this 
program that you can be healthy by choice. All it takes is some determination on your part, maybe a little help from the Almighty, and some just choices that you can make that will improve your health incredibly. One of those areas that Dr. Deal talks about in the Complete Health Improvement Program, of course, is food. And therein we find hope for today. Dr. Deal, we've covered atherosclerosis. We've talked about the problems and the chronic diseases we're having today. Is there hope? And you say, yes, there is. You have to go someplace to find it, though, and that would be at your grocery store. Am I on the right track? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I mean, as simple as it sounds, uh, you know, it's almost lacking credibility. You say, (laughs) all you have to go is go to the grocery store. That's right. But you have to buy the right foods there. You know, after all, (laughs) you probably have about, uh, what is it now, about 40,000 food items there that are being offered and probably 39,000 plus are not needed, That's right? true. Good That's help. true. <laughs> because they're really not food. If you stop and think about it, they are not food. They're chemical yeah. concoctions. Okay. That is really, really true. You know, we need to help people understand that we need to move more and more towards eating foods that don't have nutrition labels. Hmm. Hmm. You got that one? Yes, yes. I'm thinking about the foods that we eat, and most of the foods that I eat don't have, and I know about your dietary choices, and I know there's hmm. no label on these things. Why is that important for us? Because it is really difficult to um, improve on the master designer's Mm. products. You know, we recommend that we should eat more like we used to eat, and that is to move more towards foods like uh, fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables and whole grains and legumes, you know, the beans and the lentils and so on, and maybe uh, some nuts and some seeds to spruce it up a little bit. And then you get into a good exercise program, uh, stay away from harmful substances, be a happy person, have a purpose-driven life, and you are on to something that's very, very powerful to give you better health and longer life. And that's what I think people want. Yes. But yes. they have fallen into the trap. They have fallen into this idea that the magic is a motor medicine. Yeah. If I just find the right doctor and the best hospital, the, the, the newest drug and do the best surgery, I'm going to be okay. And that's overselling what we can deliver when it comes to the chronic diseases. Because 75% of our medical costs are spent on chronic diseases and we have virtually very little to offer in terms of a cure The cure has to be found in how we structure our lifestyles, how we eat, how we drink, whether we smoke, exercise, and so on. These are the kind of things that we have to get to the American public, to Western society, and now to the whole world because this kind of a lifestyle – Everybody's aspiring to. It's very alluring, and it goes viral, right? It goes viral through our television programs, through our films that are being distributed all over the world. And so, and everybody loves the taste sensations that these foods have, and they become addictive. And uh, we need to really get back to the original foods. And again, I want to say this, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, whole grains, that's right, and legumes, and maybe a few nuts and seeds. Now, Dr. Deal, I happen to know that if you were to walk out of your house and walk down the street for a couple blocks and look to your right, you'll be looking up at the beautiful edifice of Loma Linda University Medical Center. What are they doing? Are they doing something? They represent the cutting edge of modern medicine today. Is this message that you're saying getting through to places like Loma Linda, what are they doing to bring this change about in their patients and in patients around the world? 
Well, I tell you, um, we have a long ways to go, but yes. uh, the uh, the seeds have been sown mm-hmm. here at Lomelin University mm-hmm. and the medical school to try to develop a new subspecialty in medicine, you know, and that would be called lifestyle medicine, which would take the best of traditional medicine yeah. and then build into it a very prominent feature that has been missing in medicine so far, and that has to do with education in the area of nutrition, mm-hmm. in the area of um, exercise physiology, in the area of communication. How do you get that message across perhaps in a group setting? These are the kind of things that are now coming to us in the concepts of lifestyle medicine, and I'm just really, really excited that the university here is stepping up to the plate, recognizing that's what we have to do in combating more successfully these chronic diseases such as heart disease and and uh, diabetes and strokes and uh, certain cancers and obesity. Uh, this is what we need to do, and I'm just really excited that we are making uh, a real effort to move in that direction more and more. Now, I'm part of Adventist Health Study Number 2, as I'm sure you are, are there other studies that have taken place? Are there other physicians? Are there other systems who have taken what you're saying on this program and applied it directly to people who need it most? And those are the people who have these chronic diseases. Are we seeing this actually in place happening and changing lives around the world? Yeah, again, uh, you know, the good news is that things are happening very, very rapidly. And it all began in 1949 when the Framingham study was born. Mm-hmm. This is a small town near Boston. They enrolled some five, 6,000 people in the study, and they've been following them for the last 60 years. Obviously, they are now in their second and third generation, and they have begun to understand and learned that most of our chronic diseases, especially those that are circulation-related, mm-hmm. are related to certain risk factors. And they found that the most prominent drivers of this disease is uh, cholesterol, especially if it's above 180. Mm-hmm. Okay, We should really be ideally below 160. 60 people say. So they have found that these are the drivers, the high cholesterol and then the smoking and the high blood pressure. Then they've identified diabetes and obesity. They've also identified uh, in descending order exercise and stress. These are the key factors and sometimes they also talk about family background, right? Uh, But you know, family background has to also do with, it's not just something genetic. Family background also has to do with we're eating as families family in habits. Style. Yeah, family style. So it all goes back to, and let me repeat this again, the big drivers are the uh, cholesterol in the bloodstream, the smoking, the hypertension, the high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and of course then the diabetes and the obesity and a lack of exercise and stress. These are the key drivers, but the three big ones are uh, cholesterol, mm-hmm. smoking, and high blood pressure. And when you really look at these risk factors, uh, at these drivers, almost all of them, except for the uh, exercise and the stress, are related to what we put between our lips. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. It has to do with cigarettes yeah. between our lips, yeah. and then the rest is all diet, 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 diet. Mm-hmm. And that has really undergone a major shift in the last 50, 60, 70 years. You know, a lot of people will say to me, Dr. Deal, they'll say, you know, Charles, why do you talk so much about nutrition on this program? Why are you endlessly talking about food and food choices? 
when it comes to chronic diseases, that's it, folks. That's the answer. I'm talking about the answer. My guests are talking about the answer. Dr. Hans Deal is talking about the answer. It is staring us right there in the face. We, 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 we have to do this because that's where the answer lies. Am I on the right track, Dr. Deal? Yeah. If you go to Dr. McDougall, that's uh, D-R-M-C. D-O-U-G-A-L-L. When you go to Dr. McDougall's website, mm-hmm. you see on top in red, it's the food. It's the food. Yes, he says that you to know, me all. Every time food. I talk to him, he says, it's That's the right. food, Charles. It's the food, Charles. That's right. And when you talk to people like Dr. Dean Ornish, mm. you know, a very prominent physician that, you know, I, I would love to see this man get the Nobel Prize someday for his legendary work that he has done the last 20 years, yeah. uh, working with governments and so on, and also getting President Clinton, uh, you know, on the right to program together with Dr. Esselstyn yes. and the Campbells. Dr. Dean Ornish has convincingly demonstrated in several published studies in our best medical journals that a simple plant-based whole food diet coupled with exercise and stress management could reverse not only the atherosclerotic plaques in coronary patients, but also in prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's you asked me about some uh, uh, researchers. Yes. Well, here's Dr. Ornish. Then you have Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn at yes. the Cleveland Clinic. You know, he has shown, uh, I mean, he took uh, patients that were the walking dead mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a limited life expectancy. They're telling them, well, you might have six months or so. He took these kind of patients and gave them nothing else but a simple diet consisting of whole foods, such as fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and uh, legumes. That's all he did. Yeah. That was it. And he put them through this program, a five-hour education program, and he really let them know what they had to do. And since these people were very, very desperate, they already had bypasses and stents and everything else, and they wanted to live. And he took these patients, and here's what happened. Uh, you know, though these were the walking dead with a very limited life expectancy, 74% of these patients, coronary patients, are still alive today after 22, 22 years. 22 years, my, my. That's big news. That's big news. That means they reversed their atherosclerotic plaques, and they've shown this in uh, sophisticated studies uh, that these arteries begin to open up again. They've got photographs of arteries opening That's right. up. Oh, my. That's exactly right. And then, you know, you can also go to uh, the um, websites of Dr. Neil Barnard from the Physicians Committee for Responsive Medicine. He, too, he has had many, many, many articles published in uh, highly uh, esteemed medical journals showing over and over again that a simple diet that leaves out animal products was very effective in reversing diabetes. Mm So it's not just coronary artery disease. We're not talking about diabetes, type 2 diabetes. People that come to us at 50 years of age, 40 years of age, and say, there's no hope for me anymore. I'm just going down the tubes. I have all these vascular uh, complications setting in now. Uh, the kidney disease is developing, blindness. I need to have amputation for my legs. And so, and, 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 and. And here, the answer is staring us right into the face. We can begin to reverse these diseases oftentimes in three, four, five, six weeks. McDougall has done it. Neil Barnett has done it. We're doing it in our CHIP program. Yes. Uh, the Pritikin Longevity Center has done it. I mean, there are study after study, and yet the people are not aware of this. My medical friends and colleagues are not aware of it. We're just so zeroed in on these medications mm-hmm. and high-tech approaches that the simple approach of turning off the disease by eating a different diet has escaped us. 
Well, Dr. Deal, now our listeners are aware of it. If they have listened to this program, they now know what they need to do. And listener, in the words of Dr. John McDougall, it's the food, listener. It's the food. I can't say it any simpler. We cannot put it in any other type of package. It's the food. And when we make these food choices, when we move to that whole food plant exclusive diet, when we give up these things that are causing the chronic diseases, guess what? All of the things we've talked about, the obesity, the heart disease, the diabetes, the hypertension, the impotence, the uh, the bad eyesight, the, 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 the chronic circulation problems in the feet and in the ears, these things begin to clear. And little by little, Healing comes and restoration comes. How far you go in that restoration is up to a lot of things, including genetics. But how far you're able to move back away from those diseases, you got to start. You got to try. And that's what we're we're begging you to do. Please start Mm. making those choices. And to help you do that, of course, is the CHIP program. ChipHealth.com is the website. Dr. Deal, thank you so much for being with us today. You brought us a lot of hope. Thank you. And until next time, listener, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Hans Deagle inviting you to be healthy by choice. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about Healthy by Choice, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. You can also email us through our website at 3abn.org. 3ABN.org.